Hare Krishna, my dear devotees, welcome back to the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Right here in the live studios in the Haven, little ashram tucked away in Hive, Kent, Southeast England, just a stone's throw from the English Channel. Um, we hope you're all uh, well and safe and and happy and as, as in all respects as, as much as possible in these days of turmoil in the world and I'd also like to make a, a humble request from anyone who's uh, watching these video videos and following them especially on YouTube that we're up to uh, 950 uh, subscribers to the YouTube channel daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. So I'd like to humbly request uh, that you subscribe if you haven't already and get your friends to subscribe so we can go over a thousand that will give us some flexibility. We'll be able to do daily readings on YouTube if we get over, if we want to. That's not clear, but we would like to have that option just in case. So please uh, subscribe and get as many people as possible and many devotees as possible to subscribe to the YouTube channel Daily Readings of Srila Prabhupada's books and there's two of them one person that we never found out who started it up has a Daily Readings of Srila Prabhupada's books along with ours but the one with 950 subscribers that's ours okay here we are. <clears throat> Srimad Bhagavata Mahima Stotram by Srila Sanatana Goswami. We, we read it every day and it's a good thing to hear every day. It describes what the Srimad Bhagavatam is. It goes like this. Sarva Shastabdipi Yusha Sarva Vedaika Satpala Sarva Siddhanta Ratnaja Sarva Lokaika Drikprada O nectar from the ocean of all scriptures, singular fruit of all the Vedas, rich mine of the precious gems of all conclusive truths, you are the only giver of sight to all the worlds. Sarva Bhagavata Prana Srimad Bhagavata Prabho Kalidvanduditaditya Shri Krishna Parivartita O light heir of all the Supreme Lord's devotees O Master Srimad Bhagavatam You are the sun risen in the darkness of Kali You are the exact image of Shri Krishna Paramananda Pataya Premavarshakshadayate Sarvada Sarvasevyaya Shri Krishnaya Namostume I bow down to you who are supremely blissful to read. Your every syllable pours down a flood of prema. You can always be served by everyone. You are Sri Krishna Himself. Madekabando Matsangin Madguro Man Mahadana Manishadagamadbhagya Mad Anandana Mostute. My only friend my constant companion, my spiritual master, my great wealth, my savior, 
my good fortune, my source of ecstasy, I bow down to you. Asadhu sadhu tadayin atini chochata kada hanamunchakadachin mam premna rit kantajokspuda. O bestower of saintliness to the unsaintly, O, <clears throat> o exalter of the most fallen, please never leave me. Always appear in my heart and my voice with pure love. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya All right, we've reached the 33rd and last chapter in the third canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Activities of Kapila. Devahuti is expressing her devotion and appreciation with knowledge of his, her son for the teachings that he just had just given her. We're, tar we're starting with text 8. Devahuti is still speaking. I believe, my Lord, that you are Lord Vishnu himself under the name of Kapila and you are the Supreme Personality of Godhead, the Supreme Brahman. The saints and sages, being freed from all the dis disturbances of the senses and mind, meditate upon you, for, for by your mercy only can one become free from the clutches of the three modes of material nature. At the time of dissolution, all the Vedas are sustained in you only. PURPORT Devahuti, the mother of Kapila, instead of prolonging her prayers, summarized that Lord Kapila was none other than Vishnu and that since she was a woman, it was not possible for her to worship him properly, simply by prayer. It was her intention that the Lord be satisfied. The word pratyak is significant. In yogic pra practice, the eight divisions are yama, niyama, asana, pranayama, pratyahara, dharana, dhyana, and samadhi. Pratyahara means to wind up the activities of the senses. The level of realization of the Supreme Lord evidenced by Devahuti is possible when one is able to withdraw the senses from material activities. When one is engaged in devotional service, there is no scope for his senses to be engaged otherwise. In such full Krishna consciousness, one can understand the Supreme Lord as He is. Text 9 Thus the Supreme Personality of Godhead, satisfied by the words of His Mother, towards whom He was very affectionate, replied with gravity. Purport Since the Lord is all-perfect, His exhibition of affection for His Mother was also complete. After hearing the words of His Mother, He most respectfully with due gravity and good manners, replied, 
Text 10. The Personality of Godhead said, My dear Mother, the path of self-realization which I have already instructed to you is very easy. <clears throat> you can execute this system without difficulty. And by following it, <clears throat> you shall soon be, very soon, be liberated even within your present body. Purport. Devotional service is so perfect that simply by following the rules and regulations and executing them under the direction of the spiritual master, one is liberated, as it is said herein, from the clutches of maya, even in this body. In other yogic processes or in empiric philosophical speculation, <clears throat> one is never certain whether or not he is at the perfectional stage. But in the discharge of devotional service, if one has unflinching faith in the instruction of the bona fide spiritual master and follows the rules and regulations, he is sure to be liberated. Even within this present body, Srila Rupa Goswami in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu has confirmed this. Iha yasya harer dasye regardless of where is where he is situated anyone whose only aim is to serve the supreme lord under the direction of the spiritual master is called jivan mukta or one who is liberated even within his material body sometimes doubts arise in the minds of neophytes about whether or not the spiritual master is liberated and sometimes Neophytes are doubtful about the bodily affairs of the spiritual master. The point of liberation, however, is not to see the bodily symptoms of the spiritual master. One has to see the spiritual symptoms of the spiritual master. Jivan Mukta means that even though one is in the material body, there are still some material necessities, since the body is material, because one is fully situated in the service of the Lord, he should be understood to be liberated. Liberation entails being situated in one's own position. That is the definition in the Srimad Bhagavatam, Muktir Sarupena Vyavastitihi. The Sarupa, or actual identity of the living entity, is described by Lord Chaitanya. Jivera Sarupa Haya Krishnera Nityadas. The real identity of the living entity is that he is eternally a servant of the Supreme Lord. If someone is 100% engaged in the service of the Lord, he is to be understood as liberated. One must understand whether or not he is liberated by his activities and devotional service, not by other symptoms. Text 11 My dear mother, those who are actually transcendentalists certainly follow my instructions as I have given them to you. You may rest assured that if you traverse this path of self-realization perfectly, surely you will be freed 
from fearful material contamination and shall ultimately reach me. Mother, persons who are not conversant with this method of devotional service certainly cannot get out of the cycle of birth and death. Purport Material existence is full of anxiety and therefore it is fearful. One who gets out of this material existence automatically becomes free from all anxieties and fear. One who follows the path of devotional service enunciated by Lord Kapila is very easily liberated. Text 12 Maitreya Ubacha <clears throat> Sri Maitreya said, The Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kapila, after instructing his beloved mother, took permission from her and left his home, his mission having been fulfilled. Purport The mission of the appearance of the Supreme Personality of Godhead in the form of Kapila was to distribute the transcendental knowledge of Sankhya philosophy, which is full of devotional service. Having imparted that knowledge to his mother and through his mother to the world, Kapiladev had no more need to stay at home. So he took permission from his mother and left. Apparently he left home for spiritual realization, although he had nothing to realize spiritually because he himself is the person to be spiritually realized. Therefore, this is an example set by the Supreme Personality of Godhead while acting like an ordinary human being so that others might learn from him. He could, of course, have stayed with his mother, but he indicated that there was no need to stay with the family. It is best to remain alone as a brahmachari, sannyasi, or vanaprastha and cultivate Krishna consciousness throughout one's whole life. Those who are unable to remain alone are given license to live in household life with wife and children, not for sense gratification, but for cultivation of Krishna consciousness. Text 13 As instructed by her son, Devahuti also began to practice bhakti yoga in that very ashram. She practiced samadhi in the house of Kardamamuni, which was so beautifully decorated with flowers that it was considered the flower crown of the river Saraswati. Purport Devahuti did not leave her, leave her house because it is never recommended for a woman to leave her home. She is dependent. The very example of Devahuti is that when she was not married, she was under the care of her father, Swayambhuvamanu. And then Swayambhuvamanu gave her to Kardamamuni in charity. She was under the care of her husband in her youth, and then her son, Kapilamuni, was born. As soon as her son grew up, her husband left home, and similarly the son, after discharging his duty towards his mother, also left. She could also have left home, but she did not. Rather, she remained at home and began to practice bhakti yoga as it was instructed 
by her great son, Kapila Muni. And because of her practice in Bhakti Yoga, the entire home became just like a flower crown on the river Saraswati. Text 14 She began to bathe three times daily, and thus her curling black hair gradually became gray. Due to austerity, her, bodily, her body gradually became thin, and she wore, wore old garments. Purport It is the practice of the yogi, brahmachari, vanaprastha, and sannyasi, to bathe at least three times daily, early in the morning, during noontime, and in the evening. These principles are strictly followed even by some grihastas, especially brahmanas, who were elevated in spiritual consciousness. Devahuti was a king's daughter and almost a king's wife also. Although Kardama Muni was not a king, by his yogic mystic power, he accommodated Devahuti very comfortably in a nice palace with maidservants and all opulence. But since she had learned austerity, even in the presence of her husband, there was no difficulty for her to be austere. Still, her, because her body underwent severe austerity after the departure of her husband and son, she became thin. To be too fat is not very good for spiritual advancement, spiritually advanced life. Rather, one should reduce, because if one becomes fat, it is an impediment to progress in spiritual understanding. One should be careful not to eat too much, sleep too much, or remain in a comfortable position. Voluntarily accepting some penances and difficulties, one should take less food and less sleep. These are the procedures for practicing any kind of yoga, whether bhakti yoga, jnana yoga, or hatha yoga. Text 15 The home and household paraphernalia of Kardama, who was one of the Prajapatis, was developed in such a way by dint of his mystic powers of austerity and yoga that his opulence was sometimes envied by those who travel in outer space in airplanes. Purport The statement in this verse that Kardama Muni's household affairs were envied by persons who travel in outer space, refers to the denizens of heaven. Their airships are not like those we have invented in the modern age, which fly only from one country to another. Their airplanes were capable of going from one planet to another. There are many such statements in the Srimad Bhagavatam from which we can understand that there were facilities to travel from one planet to another especially in the higher planetary system, and who can say that they are not still traveling? The speed of our airplanes and space vehicles is very limited, but as we have already studied, Kardama Muni traveled in outer space in an airplane which was like a city, and he journeyed to see all the different heavenly planets. That was not an ordinary airplane, nor was it in ordinary space travel. Because Kardamamuni was such a powerful mystic yogi, his opulence was envied 
by the denizens of heaven. Text 16. The opulence of the household of Kardamamuni is described herein. The bedsheets and mattresses were all as white as the foam of milk. The chairs and benches were made of ivory and were covered by cloths of lace with golden filigree. And the couches were made of gold and had very soft pillows. 17. The walls of the house were made of first-class marble decorated with valuable jewels. There was no need of light for the household was illuminated by the rays from these jewels, of these jewels. The female members of the household were all amply decorated with jewelry. Purport It is understood from this statement that the opulences of household life were exhibited in valuable jewels, ivory, first-class marble, and furniture made of gold and jewels. The clothes were also, are also mentioned as being decorated with golden filigree. Everything actually had some value. It was not like the furniture of the present day, which is cast in valueless plastic or base metal. The way of Vedic civilization is that whatever was used in household affairs had to be valuable. In case of need, such items of value be, could be exchanged immediately. Thus one's broken and unwanted furniture and paraphernalia would never be without value. This system is still followed by Indians in household affairs. They keep metal utensils and golden ornaments or silver plates and valuable silk garments with gold embroidery and in case of need, they can have some money in exchange immediately. There are exchanges for the money lenders and the householders. Text 18 The compound of the main household was surrounded by beautiful gardens with sweet, fragrant flowers and many trees which produced fresh fruit and were tall and beautiful. The attraction of such gardens was that singing birds would sit on the trees and their chanting voices as well as the humming sound of the bees made the whole atmosphere as pleasing as possible. Better than seagulls. Text 19 When Devahuti would enter that lovely garden to take her bath in the pond filled with lotus flowers, the associates of the denizens of heaven, the Gandharvas, would sing about Kardama's glorious household life. Her great husband, Kardama, gave her all protection at all times. Purport The ideal husband and wife relationship is very nicely described in this statement. Kardama Muni gave Devahuti all sorts of comforts in, in his duty as a husband, but he was not at all attached to his wife. As soon as his son, Kapiladev, was grown up, Kardama at once left all family connection. Similarly, Devahuti was the daughter of a great king, Swayambhuvamanu, and was qualified and beautiful, but she was completely dependent on the protection of her husband. According to Manu, women, the fair sex, should not have independence 
at any stage of life. In childhood, a woman must be under the protection of the parents. In youth, she must be under the protection of the husband. And in old age, she must be under the protection of the grown children. Devahuti demonstrated all these statements of the Manu Sangita in her life. As a child, she was dependent on her father. Later, she was dependent on her husband in spite of her opulence. And she was later, later on, dependent on her son, Kapiladev. Text 20 Although her position was unique from all points of view, saintly Devahuti, in spite of all her possessions, which were envied even by the ladies of the heavenly planets, gave up all such comforts. She was only sorry that her great son was separated from her. Purport Devahuti was not at all sorry at giving up her material comforts, but she was very much aggrieved at the separation of her son. It may be questioned here that if Devahuti was not at all sorry to give up the material comforts of life, then why was she sorry about losing her son? Why was she so attached to her son? The answer is explained in the next verse. He was not an ordinary son. Her son was the supreme personality of Godhead. One can give up material attachment, therefore, only when one has attachment for the supreme person. This is explained in Bhagavad Gita, Param Drishtva Nivartate. Only when one actually has some taste for spiritual existence can he be reluctant to follow the materialistic way of life. Text 21 Devahuti's husband had already left home and accepted the renounced order of life. And then her only son, Kapila, left home. Although she knew all the truths of life and death, and although her heart was cleansed of all dirt, she was very aggrieved at the loss of her son, just as a cow is affected when her calf dies. Purport A woman whose husband is away from home or has taken the renounced order of life should not be very sorry because she still has the presence of her husband's representative, her son. It is said in the Vedic scriptures, Atmaiva Putro Jayate, the husband's body is represented by the son. Strictly speaking, a woman is never widowed if she has a grown son. Devahuti was not very much affected while Kapila Muni was there, but upon his departure she was very afflicted. She grieved not only because of her worldly relationship with Kadamba Muni, but because of her sincere love for the personality of Godhead. The example given here is that Devahuti became just like a cow who has lost her calf. A cow bereft of her calf cries day and night. Similarly, Devahuti was aggrieved and she always cried and requested her friends and relatives, please bring my son home so that I may live, otherwise I shall die. This intense affection for the Supreme Personality of Godhood, although manifested as affection for one's son, is spiritually 
beneficial. Attachment for a material son obliges one to remain in material existence, but the same attachment, when transferred to the Supreme Lord, brings one elevation to the spiritual world in the association of the Lord. Every woman can qualify herself as much as Devahuti and then can also have the Supreme, Personal the Supreme Godhead as her son. If the Supreme Personality of Godhead can appear as the son of Devahuti, he can also appear as the son of any other woman, provided that woman is qualified. If one gets the Supreme Lord as a son, one can have the benefit of bringing up a nice son in this world and at the same time get promotion to the spiritual world to become the face-to-face -face associate of the personality of Godhead. Text 22 O Vidura, thus always meditating upon her son, the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Kapiladev, she very soon became unattached to her nicely decorated home. Purport Here is a practical example of how one can elevate oneself in spiritual advancement by Krishna consciousness. Kapiladeva is Krishna and he appeared as the son of Devahuti. After Kapiladeva left home, Devahuti was absorbed in thought of him and thus she was always Krishna conscious. Her constant situation in Krishna consciousness enabled her to be detached from hearth and home. Unless we are able to transfer our attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no possibility of becoming freed from material attachment. The Srimad Bhagavatam therefore confirms that it is not possible for one to become liberated by cultivation of empiric philosophical speculation. Simply knowing that one is not matter but spirit soul or Brahman does not purify one's intelligence. Even if the impersonalist reaches the highest platform of spiritual realization, he falls down again to material attachment because of not being situated in the transcendental loving service of the Supreme Lord. The devotees adopt the devotional process, hearing about the Supreme Lord's pastimes and glorifying His activities and thereby always remembering His beautiful, eternal form. By rendering service, becoming His friend or His servant and offering Him everything that one possesses, one is able to enter into the Kingdom of God. As it is said, in Bhagavad Gita, Tatomam Tatpato Gyatva. After discharging pure devotional service, one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead in fact, and thus becomes and, and thus one becomes eligible to enter into his association in one of the spiritual planets. Text twenty three. Thereafter, having heard with great eagerness and in all detail from her son Kapiladev, the eternally smiling personality of Godhead, Devahuti began to meditate constantly 
upon the Vishnu form of the Supreme Lord. Text 23 to 25, 24 and 25. She did so with serious engagement in devotional service. Because she was strong in renunciation, she accepted only the necessities of the body. She became situated in knowledge due to realization of the Absolute Truth. Her heart became, purif her, her heart became purified. I'll read that again. She became situated in knowledge due to realization of the Absolute Truth. Her heart became purified. She became fully absorbed in meditation upon the Supreme Personality of Godhead and all misgivings due to the modes of material nature disappeared. Text 26 Her mind became completely engaged <clears throat> in the Supreme Lord and she automatically realized the knowledge of the impersonal Brahman. As, Brahma, as a Brahman realized soul, she was freed from the designations of the materialistic concept of life. Thus, all material pangs disappeared and she attained transcendental bliss. Purport. How many more? Verses in the chapter? Thirty more. No, the total is like total is thirty. So we only have four more verses. No, the total is thirty-six. Thirty-six. This is a long purport coming up here. This one's a while. Long purport and some short purports. Okay. So we, stop, we started a little early tonight and we're going to stop a little early because I've got early meetings tomorrow, tomorrow and uh, we need to get to bed early. So we're going to stop here and we'll start again at text 26 tomorrow. And we will go into the fourth canto. I'm sure, tomorrow. Okay. Let's hear some realizations from the sages that are out there listening. Verses from Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna. Sudevi Dasi. Hare Krishna to you. Hare Krishna Maharaj. <laughs> Thank you. From Rati Manjari? Yes, Rati. Jai Guru Maharaj. The golden the golden hour. The golden hour. The sound of the Srimad Bhagavatam. Yes. And from Gopakanya Devi Dasi. Gopakanya Devi Dasi, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, dear Maharaj and all assembled sages. Happy Akadashi to you all. 
All glories to Sri the Prabhupada and your daily reading service, dear Maharaj. <coughs> Thank you. Thank you, and it was a nice Akadisi also. Hare Krishna. <coughs> and from Jai Sri? Yes, Jai Sri. Up there in the manor. Dear Guru Maharaj, Hare Krishna. I miss so much hearing live the broad hearing the live broadcast of Sri the Prabhupada's book in the cave of Govardhan, which is surcharged with spiritual energy. Also the amazing prasadam prepared by Abhai Prabhu. Hare Krishna. And we might add, amazing prasadam prepared by Jai Sri Devi Dasi, which we were able to taste twice. Real Chinese, not Chinese restaurant type, real Chinese. Completely in the mode of goodness. Jai Baladev. Jai Baladev. Hare Krishna. Sri the Prabhupada states in the purports of text 13 that women are always dependent. So how could Lord Kapila leave her alone? He wasn't. She wasn't alone. It says it right in the verses. He was taking care of her. From a distance, he was taking care of her. He left her with a, with a palace and servants and everything that a woman could ever want. That was all directly his service to her. It says in the verses that she could have left, but she didn't because she was fully protected by uh, Kapila Muni. Hare Krishna. And this is from Shradanjali. Yes, Shradanjali, Hare Krishna, the better half of my dear friend Kalachanji. Hare Krishna, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Hare Krishna to you too, Shradanjali. From Bhakta Rupa. Yes, Bhakta Rupa. Please accept my humble obeisances, all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading, Maharaj. The Vedic culture is so well designed. Having household items of value is so appealing when compared to the modern throwaway culture yes. where items are planned to become obsolete. Yes. Such a system naturally encourages people to look after their household items, which is much more in the mode of goodness. Why would our Ikea culture maintain broken furniture when it's much less effort and cheap enough to throw it out and replace it with more rubbish? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. The values, the human values have been lost completely. The taste for more refined things has been lost. And the most refined thing that has been lost is a taste for hearing about the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Hare Krishna. And from Anandamurti, Devidasi. Yes, Anandamurti, Hare Krishna. Dear Guru Maharaj and all assembled devotees, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. 
Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you so much for the daily readings of Srila Prabhupada's books. Today I heard the glories to Lord Kapila Dev and his mother Devahuti. Thank you so much. Quote Tato Mang After discharging pure devotional service, one can understand the Supreme Personality of Godhead in fact, and thus one becomes eligible to enter into his association in one of the spiritual planets. Unquote. Yesterday, three Bhagavad Gita and one the day before yesterday. Yesterday I met a very nice and sincere man during book distribution. Nice. Om Tat Sat. Thanks a lot. Hare Krishna Nandamurti. Keep it up. You're steady. The steadiness of your devotional service is palpable. It's clear for everyone to see. Hare Krishna. I'm from Subarao Rajagopal. Yes, Subarao Rajagopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances and all glories to Srila Prabhupada. Jai Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for delivering the transcendental instructions of Kapila Dev. Hmm. Many times I feel why I have anxieties and fearful tendencies. I found the answer in the purport 33311. Material existence is full of anxiety and therefore it is fearful. Hmm. One who gets out of this material existence automatically becomes free from all anxieties and fear. One who follows the path of devotional service enunciated by Lord Kapila is very easily liberated. Unquote. Like many people, I am ignorant about the material existence. Thanks for your daily readings. I do wake up sometimes. Smiley face. <laughs> it's like an alarm clock. <laughs> yes, transcendental alarm clock, correct. But the sound of our alarm clock in the morning is obnoxious. But the sound of this alarm clock is soothing and pleasing and uplifting and elevating. Hare Krishna. It's from Daitari Hari. Yes, Daitari Hari. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for tonight's reading. There was one point that really struck me that Prabhupada made. Quote, Unless we are able to transfer our attachment to the Supreme Personality of Godhead, there is no possibility of becoming freed from material attachment. The Srimad Bhagavatam therefore confirms that it is not possible for one to become liberated by cultivation of empiric philosophical speculation. Simply knowing that one is not matter but spirit, soul, or Brahman does not purify one's intelligence. Even if the impersonalist reaches the highest platform of spiritual realization, he falls down again to material attachment because of not being situated in the transcendental loving service of the Supreme Lord. Mm. Unquote. I have a somewhat over-obsession with having philosophical and logical understanding of the difference between consciousness and matter, but often with the childish and unrealistic intention of being able to defeat any atheist on the planet in an argument. <laughs> I realize that there's so much more flavor in hearing about Krishna in the association of devotees, but this other tendency I have is an area of concern. Is it a weed? Or can it be dovetailed? 
it, it is being dovetailed. Prabhupada's purports are filled with uh, defeating the Mayavad philosophy. So if you uh, use your knowledge of Srila Prabhupada's books and logic and reasoning to defeat atheists, that is very pleasing to Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. Lord Chaitanya himself showed the example. Of course, we can't do that in the same way that Lord Chaitanya can, but according to our capacity, if we do that, that's very pleasing to the Lord. You have no reason to lament whatsoever. You have a good brain and you articulate your, your we can tell by your, by your reflections in these readings. They're very, very deep. So just use that in order to get the books out and to attract people as much as possible and try to bring them to Krishna consciousness and your life is perfect. Hare Krishna. From Gemma. Yes, Gemma. That was nice. Thanks again, Guru Maharaj. Jai Sri Devahuti. Hare Krishna. Hare all, Krishna. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Jai, all glories to His Divine Grace. And from Goranga Gopal. Yes, Goranga Gopal. Hare Krishna Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Sri the Prabhupada. Thank you for reading tonight. I noted tonight how Mother Devahuti was so attached to her son, which seemingly appears like an ordinary parental relationship, but in that case it is so extraordinary, Kapiladev being Krishna himself. It's so, it sounds so simple that we could miss it. Also, we hear that Kapiladev is Krishna himself. I thought that he was Shaktivesh avatar of the Lord. Is that the right understanding? Thank you. No, he's Krishna himself. Actually, when we hear that Krishna, it's Krishna himself, there's two ways of understanding it. One is Lord Krishna and Lord Chaitanya. They are Krishna himself, Swayam Bhagavan. And all other personalities, including Lord Balaram, Lord Rama, and all the other uh, expansions of Krishna and incarnations and portions of plenary portions and plenary portions and portions of plenary portions. They are all non-different than Krishna. They're the same person. But those expansions are not showing all of the qualities that Krishna shows. But he's the same person. But he's only exhibiting the, the, the qualities that are needed to do the particular thing that he, mission that he has in the world. So it's not wrong to say that, that Kapiladeva is Krishna himself. He is Krishna. But he doesn't have the variegated activities that Krishna does in Vrindavan, in Goloka Vrindavan. That's the only difference. Each one of the expansions of Krishna has full potency. The Brahma Samhita has given the example that if you light a candle and then light another candle from a candle and another candle, another candle, all those candles have the same candle power, but one is the original. So when we say the original Krishna, 
That's Krishna, the form of Krishna. But all the other forms of Krishna are just like candles lit from the original candle. They have the same candle power or the same potency. They just, they just exhibit those potencies differently according to the need of the pastime. According, according to fill up to fulfill the desires and protect his devotees. Hare Krishna. Manjari. Yes, Rati. Dear Guru Maharaj, please accept my humble obeisances. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Thank you for reading to us once again with your peaceful, warm and happy voice. Is like a healing balm to my battered heart. <laughs> Thanks. Tonight we heard Sri the Prabhupada speak about how we should not judge the bodily affairs of the spiritual master, but should understand that the spiritual master is liberated because he is situated in devotional service. I thought that was meaningful. Yes, it is meaningful. That's why it's dangerous to get too close to the spiritual master because the spiritual master is a human being so we have things that we do that can be seen as ordinary human activities and failings or whatever we get old body gets now we're now I'm old body gets old diseases are there whatever memory is is, is lost these things happen to even liberated souls it's the nature, it's the, it's the way that Krishna has arranged it. So what was the key? The key is to see the spiritual activities, the spiritual qualities of the spiritual master. Then one can live close to the spiritual master, as our dear Abhaya does so excellently, so is an exemplar in this regard. Hare Krishna. From Kaladipati. Yes, Kaladipati. Hare Krishna Maharaj, thanks for reading tonight. Quite an interesting point. Quote, Apparently he left home for spiritual realization, although he has nothing to realize spiritually because he himself is the person to be spiritually realized. Unquote. The Lord is the greatest teacher. He teaches by example, even though there is no need for him to realize anything. Also, another interesting point about the real meaning of liberation. Quote, liberation entails being situated in one's own position. Unquote. Therefore, someone who is 100% engaged in devotional service is liberated, regardless of where he is situated. And then another quote, one must understand whether or not he is liberated by his activities in devotional service, not by other symptoms. Yes, well the quote that's in the middle of that thought, that you didn't quote, is Lord Chaitanya's verse quoted to Sanatana Goswami when Sanatana Goswami asked who he is. He said, Jivera, Jivera Surupoya Nityara Krishnadas. Our position is to be a servant of Krishna eternally. So everyone, anyone who has accepted himself or herself as an eternal servant of Krishna 
and is acting like it, even if they don't know their uh, original form in the spiritual world, is considered to be a liberated person. Jivan mukta su uchate. That's the meaning of that statement. If one has given one's life completely to Krishna as his servant, and that's his conception of himself, and he teaches that conception to others, then he is liberated, and he is in, in the he's eligible to go back to Godhead. There may be many details that we learn more details, and that's why, generally, we go to a planet after we leave this body if we're eligible to the, to a place where Krishna is 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 present in the material world, and we get trained up by his ever liberated associates. Then we go back to Goloka Vrindavan, fully trained up in the presence of Krishna. Hare Krishna. Subhara says, beautiful picture of Sri Sri Radha Krishna on the altar. Yes, that's Radha Lananishwara, and that is our Ikadasi photo. Bright color, like that. And you notice that the garlands also change when we do, when we have a codice. And today the altar is particularly beautiful. All the colors match up with the flowers and the outfits, everything. So nice. We have, again, Abhaya to thank for that. Hare Krishna. Yes, and, and the neighbors who are donating flowers. <laughs> From Jemma. Hare Krishna, Jema. Yes, Krishna says in the Bhagavad Gita, of, perf of perfect beings, I am the sage Kapila. And you explained that really well. Oh, it's, so it's like Kapila Dev will show all the best qualities needed to be a sage and do that mission perfectly. Yes, correct. Hare Krishna. Yeah, very good. Thank you. That's correct. Thank you all very much, and we'll see you tomorrow night. Srimad Bhagavatam ki jai, Samaveda Bhaktivinda ki jai, Gaur Premanandi Hari Hari Bol. And tomorrow, see you tomorrow, same time, same place, same topic. We'll hear the final activities of Kapila Dev, and then we'll move on to the fourth canto of the Srimad Bhagavatam. See you tomorrow, it's exciting.